Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. It is time travel month still. Hello, November. It's really nice to be here. I am joined, as always, by Julie Eisentrager. Oh, g'day. <laughs> I thought there was going to be more than that. I was going to keep singing, but I was like, mm, probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. But Why risk it? You are not the only person at the table today, Julie. I am not the only person at the table today. We have a very special guest. Yeah, producer Zane Z. I'm pretty special. Yeah. You yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. You're our most um, frequent, most frequent guest. I guess it's because I'm already here, right? I mean, like that's uh, fair, but also some of the time you I'm are here. so knowledgeable on conspiracy <laughs> theories. Um, you know, like I'm actually not. I just do some research before I like. I I'm quite quite uh, famously a skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but you also know the ones you want to bring to the table, whether that's you true. know about them all or mm. not. Um, what have you brought? For us today. Oh, well, I'm going to be talking to you about a... It, it may or may not be a time travel conspiracy, mm-hmm. depending on how you define time travel conspiracies. Okay. It I think you're going to say, depending on how you define time, time travel, I'm like, that's a whole... How you define time. Well, <laughs> actually... different podcasts. Yeah, it is. How you define the travelling through oh time. Oh, boy. Yes. So, some background on this is we need to talk about calendars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, we we use the Gregorian calendar. We do. We do. Named after Pope Gregory the 13th, and it was introduced in October eight, 1582. Mm-hmm. The reason, the main difference that we change from the Julian to Gregorian is how it deals with leap years. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, basically, the Julian calendar had... Uh, uh, it sh- it sh- shortens it from the the Gregorian shortens the Julian calendar a little bit and spaces the extra days out instead of the Julian, which kind of just had a month every so years, just like an intercalary month, just like with this Friday. year we get Smarch. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> I do love the sound of Smarch. Oh, imagine <laughs> if you're born in Smarch. Yeah, you only got a birthday like every ten years, as opposed to being born in like. February uh, on February 29th yeah. there'd be like a whole month of people that would have weird ass birthdays yeah, <gasps> yeah so I've, and of course back then it was kind of the year was built into periods so it was like you were born on the day this many days past this period so it wasn't so much like you were born on the 16th of March and so therefore you're <laughs> not you don't have a birthday yeah for however long your birthday is the 16th of March, isn't it yes I was born in March. <laughs> he just told us his birthday <laughs> yeah but not what year no. that's the problem we yeah. need to know the year March. okay so there are a lot of different calendars and they all kind of have different starting points the, the one that is predominant now splits it into BC, which is BCE, before the Common Era, mm-hmm. and AD, Anno Dominum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So let's go back to the Julian calendar, which mm-hmm. was introduced in uh, 45 AD. Rad name, I like it already. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> by Julius Caesar. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this stuck around for a long time. So uh, basically, it, again, 365.24168 days a year. <laughs> yes. They took that, that little remainder, split it out into different and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now, let's have a list of the different time periods in human history. Okay. So we have prehistory, which uh-huh. includes the Stone Age, Paleolithic, Mesolithic, Neolithic, Chalcolithic, Proto-history. Whoa. So that's just the Stone Age, basically. Yeah. Uh, then we have ancient history, and classical, an- which includes classical antiquity. Uh-huh. Now post-classical history. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, stick with me. Yeah. So in post-classical history that we've got like Han China, we've got the Western Roman Empire. So this is around like 476 AD, yeah. um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Then we have the Middle Ages where we have the collapse of the big Roman Empire into the, the late Roman Empire. Yeah. You know, we've got Constantinople, the Renaissance, the Age of Discovery, etc. all that fun stuff. If you, you know? wanted me to concentrate, you should not have said Constantinople. <laughs> you've got knights. I've got a whole you've got bunch of song running in my head <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, then we get into modern history, etc., etc. But yeah. we don't want to. Mm-hmm. We don't want anything to do with that. Oh no, We're paying attention to the Middle Ages. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And a proposed conspiracy between Holy Roman Emperor Otto the Third. Uh huh. Okay. Pope Sylvester the Second. Oh boy! Don't. Oh no. And possibly. The Byzantine Emperor Constantine the Seventh. Okay. Okay. Now, they all existed around the turn of the millennium, the first millennium. Okay. One thousand AD. Oh boy. <laughs> Phantom Time Hypothesis posits that they fabricated three to four hundred years of history to place themselves at the turn of, this, of the millennium rather than in, like, 646. <sighs> so they... Rude! So they recalculated the, the calendar and f- basically forged history to put themselves at an important period of time. Okay. It also would have allowed uh, Otto... Uh, Emperor Otto III, to basically write a lot of family history into his background to consolidate his, uh, basically, his claim to the throne. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Why do people believe this? Yeah. There's a scarcity of archaeological evidence that can be reliably dated to 1614 to 1911, which is the kind of, yeah. the, the period that they think they just invented. <laughs> And added it in there. So um, it's perceived inadequacy of radiometric and dendrochronological methods. So that's like carbon dating. Yeah. Yep. Why not? Also, there's a lot of Romanesque architecture in 10th century Europe, which they claim would mean that the Romans were still there at that time Mm -hmm. and then suddenly they left well after the collapse of the period. Yes. So they were there and then time was just added. Those absolute 
Buttheads. Buttheads. <laughs> but just being like, hey, you know what? Just going to add 400 years and no one's going to notice. Now, this one, this one <laughs> I need to read out directly from the Wikipedia okay. article because it's... Well, we never do that, so <laughs> go ahead. The relation between the Julian calendar and the Gregorian calendar and the underlying astronomical solar or tropical year. So the Julian calendar introduced by Julia was long known to introduce the discrepancy from the tropical year of around one day for each century that the calendar was in use. By the time the Gregorian calendar was introduced in 1582, um, it's proposed that the old Julian calendar would have produced a discrepancy of 13 days. Uh So basically the Julian calendar, Uh if followed properly, by the time the Gregorian calendar was introduced, there would have been 13 extra days unaccounted for that we would have had to kind of take into account. Mm-hmm. However, instead, uh, the astronomers and mathematicians like the Pope Gregory the Thirteenth found that the calendar needed to be adjusted by only 10 days. Mm-hmm. And so each of the periods that would have added a day would have been about 128 years. Mm-hmm. So that is 390 years unaccounted for <gasps> guys where did uh, they go i love the guy who worked this out dude <laughs> i like the person that stopped was like sat down and was like hang on those motherfuckers <laughs> okay so that's that that's the conspiracy one plus one is two but if <laughs> two plus two is then that's 390 years those little shit uh so maybe like do you want to hear about the guy that proposed it or do you want to hear about the evidence against it? I want to hear the, about the guy. Yeah, Let's I hear mean. about the guy. Do you want me to play the music first or about the guy first and then go into why? You see your podcast. How am I doing I this? want the music played. Without ever asking what Julie wants. <laughs> Sorry, Julie. <laughs> Well, you're lucky I wanted the same thing. Yay! All right. So this was proposed by Heribert Illig. Heribert. H-E-R-I-B-E-R-T. Nice. I assume it's pronounced Heribert. Sure. Um, <laughs> so he was born in 1947 in Vohenstrauss, Bavaria. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was active in association dedicated to a, a, a in association dedicated to Emanuel uh, Velikovsky cas- catastrophism and historical revisionism. So this is his, <laughs> this is his basically area of study, figuring oh out where in history uh, history has been accounted for incorrectly. Yeah. Yep. Oh dear. Yeah. Cut out for him. So uh, they they <laughs> they had uh, the Society for Reconstruction of Human and Natural History from. 1989 to 94, he acted as editor for of the journal Past Early Present, and since 95, he's worked in his own publishing company called Leaps in Time. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. a good name. I'm going to call it Leaps in Time. <laughs> then it's like definitely yeah. people are going to know. So he has a vested yes. interest. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Before before focusing specifically on this period, which has become like his thing pet. Uh, Illig published various proposals for revised chronologies um, for from of prehistory in ancient Egypt. Uh, he like he, he kind of got a lot of publicity in the nineties, mm-hmm. um, like in, in in Germany where he was, 
of people going like, oh, well, I guess that could happen. There are discrepancies there, so maybe this is a different way we can view things. Yeah. Um, however, after, like, 97, it was pretty much uh, shunned from the historial, uh, historical <laughs> community. <laughs> I wonder um, why. So, but they, are con- they continue to be discussed as pseudo-history uh, in, like, popular media uh, in Europe. So, yeah. So that is... Illig continued to publish more and more on the Phantom Time Hypothesis until 2013. Um, he also related, uh, published an unrelated uh, paper on the topic of art history in the German Renaissance. So, like, he's trying to maintain his... Reputation. His reputation <laughs> <laughs> by publishing other things oh, yeah. other than... This particular this like, thing. This is, this is the good stuff, guys. Uh, this is stuff that proves I can do stuff. So there are, there's a lot of maths involved both in the proposition of this and in the debunking of this. Yeah. For me, yeah. the biggest point against it is that we continually and have always looked at the stars and the moon and the movement <laughs> of such. And... There is uh, some solar eclipses that happened on very specific dates that were recorded very famously by some people, and they were they did not account for any change of like three hundred years missing. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So that is that's that's one thing against it. Uh, and, and, unless all of those reports were fabricated during that time by this conspiracy of world leaders, believable. Yep. So particularly um, the one the. The uh, the fifty nine A.D. Uh, eclipse recorded by Pliny the Elder, and one by in four hundred eighteen A.D. by Photius. These all sound like D and D characters. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are. Yeah. So, also, uh, this time would have uh, included the Tang dynasty in China, like, entirely, that these people had no connection with. Uh, Also, just, like, the entirety of um, uh, Charlemagne. Yeah. Charlemagne was just... Charlemagne. A fictional character now. No, Uh, he lives (laughs) forever. Yeah, well, (laughs) sure. Um, We have covered Charlemagne in a previous episode, guys. Go back. Go back. Um, Yeah, so then we have... Dendrochronology, carbon dating, it actually refutes it. Like, it actually says, like, no, we can go back to dates at this time. There there are records. There's not a lot of records, but there are records. Yeah. We just don't, don't talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> if we ignore them. We put them somewhere we can't find them. We buried them a bit, so it's hard to get at. And I just yeah. can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Gregorian reform was never purported to bring the calendar in line with the Julian calendar as it had existed um, from 323 from the, uh, from the time of the Council of Nicaea or, or, or Nicaea. Um, so basically, again, this calendar existed. It wasn't like a new thing mm-hmm. that kind of happened around that time. And if Charlemagne and the Carolingian dynasty were fabricated then there were a lot of corresponding fabrication for the rest of Europe, including all of Anglo-Saxon England, uh, the papacy, um, uh, Byzantine Empire, and the Phantom Time Period also encompasses the entire life of Muhammad. (laughs) 
and the Islamic expansion. Interesting. I mean, Muhammad who? <laughs> into areas of the former Roman Empire, including the conquest of the Vis- Visigothic Iberia. Um, it also, yeah, again, would have... It would be difficult to reconcile it with the invention of the entire Tang dynasty yeah. in China. What if all of these people just and events just um, uh, exist in our imagination? What if all of them are running on different years? What so if all of them are running on different timelines and we've been slipping between the two? Oh, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, this conspiracy kind of is time travel because they transported themselves from like 640 yes. to 1000 AD. They physically <laughs> did, yes. Uh, but I don't think that this is real because <laughs> stars... And facts. Yeah. 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 I think it's one of those things where people are just like, we don't really want to be in 2020. <laughs> I'm not I would back m- the phantom time I theory. would much rather be in the 1790s. <laughs> Oh boy! Okay, <laughs> you're gonna have a rough time. So funny. Just putting it out there. No, 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 no. We are in the 1790s. If this is real. Yes. Oh well, 1790s are great. It's got aircon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys. Well, if you have any thoughts, feelings, or emotions about Phantom Time, you know where to find us. You do. Socials at Elvis Lives Podcast. Email email us at Elvis Lives Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I've lost the plot. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. I'm getting a bit of hay fever, so it's like it's all, all happening. It's all happening at, at the same once. time. Um we will see you next week for one more episode on time travel. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Should say thanks for being here. You're Thank welcome. You, Bye. 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 Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.